0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: No days off! No days off! No days off! No days
2: off! This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball! With Andy Hart. All right.
1: Good to be with you. All right.
2: This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) And Ryan Hannibal.
0: What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal.
2: Oh, Mr. Dot Commer on WEI.com.
1: Colts week. Big game Saturday night in Indianapolis. Patriots Colts. Uh, Let's let's get right into it. You have a developing theory on kind of the back and forth between the Colts and the Patriots with how they address things through the media. Obviously, the Colts linebacker, Bobby, how do you say his last name? I don't know. You can handle that. Bobby something, the, the linebacker, says that they're going to force the Patriots to be one-dimensional, make Mac Jones beat them through there, and then you have a take on Bill Belichick's response on Wednesday. I do. So, first of all, I don't think it's that
2: bold of a statement. You know, I guess in today's modern media, it becomes like Bill yeah, That was not
1: bold at all. Like,
2: well, I mean... I think it's football one hundred and one. stop the other team's run game, make them one dimensional and beat you through the air. Like it, it, it is what it is. I think coaches and players have been saying it for 40 years now. Well, politics is every week. Right. Um, and players yeah, every week. We talk about stopping the run and blah, 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 but okay, let's move past that and pretend it's a statement. Pretend there's some boldness to it. Um, I think there is a growing belief that Mac Jones is disrespected. And I believe it's within the, um, Patriots world, the internal world or the friends of um, and the examples I would use first and foremost would be Jim Nagy a couple of weeks ago with Mutt Ma- and I got very defensive, maybe about a month ago now, six weeks, um, very defensive of the coverage of Mac Jones and landing in the perfect system. And he almost said, like, just just give the damn kid credit. like he, And I'm getting sick of it. I think he said something like he got a, kind of like emotional. And then Friday on uh, Merloni and Fourier, when I was filling in, we talked to Mike Lombardi and he kind of went on a similar defensive rant about Mac Jones not getting the credit. Kid's good, blah, blah, blah. Like I found him very um, eerily similar, which leads me to believe maybe they're coming from inside the building, as the horror movie says. Mm-hmm. Um, Lombardi certainly talking to Bill. I'm not sure Nagy necessarily talks directly to Bill, but he could be tra- talking to- Lombardi could also be talking to his son for all we know too. Sure, sure, his son, Yep. Um, And I think Nagy still has connections in the building, even if it's not at the top of the depth chart with Bill. And then so you have the one dimensional comment. And then Bill, I thought, from my perspective, pulled a little bit of a Wes Welker and uh, sprinkled the same word slash phrase throughout the early part of his uh, Wednesday press conference when talking about the Colts, talking about Frank Reich. It was all about balance. They're a balanced football team, balanced on offense, balanced on defense, balanced from front to back, all three levels. Um, Was asked specifically about what Frank Reich has done. He's balanced that team out or brought balance to that team. The opposite of one-dimensional is balanced. So this caught my ear. and
1: I'm pulling out the transcript now, and you're right. Uh, Third sentence he ever said, it's a really well-balanced football team later on again well balanced and offense with the running game passing game then asked the question what's impressive most about frank Wright? they've done a good job of like i said balancing out the offense they're a well-balanced team so yeah and so in my mind i um i add like
2: sarcastic tone to it Ooh, they're so balanced what a balanced football team how is my little one-dimensional team going to beat them if you take away the run how could mac possibly beat you and then he had another phrase. Do you still have the transcript open or open it up again? Yep. He was asked about the fact that the Colts don't give up a lot of big plays. And he said something to the effect that's true. And then he said, but I don't know if that will or won't be true on Saturday night. Uh, keep talking. <laughs> okay, I'll keep talking. Anyway. I think Bill is annoyed. I think it's an institutional annoyance getting defensive about their young quarterback, not getting the respect he deserves. And I think Bill was annoyed by the comment of another team's defense calling out essentially his quarterback. And I think the Patriots are going to sling the ball all all over the nice turfy domed field this week in Indianapolis. I think take the over, I don't know the exact numbers on the prop bets. I'd say take the over on attempts, the over on yards uh, and just go for it, because I, I think Bill wants to win this game through the air. They won last week, in or two weeks ago in Buffalo, because of the conditions, solely on the ground. I think he's a little annoyed, and at the, at the Colts, at the coverage, at the aura around Mac. I think Mac's going to sling the ball all over the field. and th- Now, I did say to you, as we were just preparing to come on the air, there's always the chance when you do that against a team that's pretty good in the turnover area, that it backfires and bites you in the ass um you know if he throws it 40 times he could throw three picks and look like a rookie or he could have a strip sack and fumble it away because the the Colts are the best team in football in terms of uh turnover ratio plus thirty. I oh, gonna say that's what they do that's what they do well that is what they do very well um but I would they look for 29
1: turnovers on the year first in the league I would look for spread five wide motion to empty uh, I'm raising my hand When you go five wide who are those five guys
2: well, some of them will be like Hunter Henry and John U. Smith and Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers. I mean, I'm not saying it's the most hellacious, uncoverable five guys ever, but uh, I think they're going to spread them and shred them. This is a spread them and shred them game plan, and Bill Belichick is is mocking the Colts and going after the Colts.
1: Do you think there's anything to Josh for turning to see him in the extra? I find my quote? I, I'm still digging and I can't find it. You can't find the answer about they don't give up big plays? No, because whoever did the transcript didn't do a good job of like it's uh, just on on the Colts on Frank Wright. Like there's not any uh, direction as to where, it, to, was it
2: early in the press conference? Late in the Later. press conference? I would say three quarters of the way through, based on my memory.
1: All right, well, we'll go there right now. But I and I searched Saturday night. He did not. He he only said said Saturday night at the end of the opening statement. So sorry, break. can't help. Can't help i'm gonna
2: find it now okay you bring up you respond to my um my theory do you buy even a half a portion of my theory
1: not really i didn't i mean well, i didn't, you. I, didn't, I, didn't you? I didn't think of it until you said it and i just i don't think he has anything against frank right like personally i think he thinks frank right is a decent coach and he's like he's can he's turned the Colts franchise around he gets he's Dealt at tough hands with some poor starts the year. He's gotten his team to the playoffs two out of the three years. He's made something out of Carson Wentz, which not many coaches can say. He's basically the reason for Carson Wentz's success in the NFL. I just, it's like we said it off the top though. It's a nothing comment, so I don't really think Bill ran into the comment much. Like even Mac didn't. I mean, did anybody really expect Mac Jones to respond to comments when he talked yesterday? He didn't. He said, you know, anybody can say what they want to say. I don't buy into it. I don't. I I don't think that the Patriots have anything against the Colts what was said and and, you know are going over the top with the balance stuff. Did you find it? Here it is. Um,
2: Question was on if Mac Jones will look for shorter passes against the Colts' defense. That's what they wrote. It it had to do with the Colts don't give up big plays. They haven't allowed a a lot of explosive plays. I don't know if they will or won't. I think that's borderline cocky for Bill Belichick pregame. I don't think he does that. He's leaving the door open. Hmm, they haven't given up a lot of big plays, but they ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till they get a load of this offense. I'm telling you, circumstantial evidence is on my side. I could be wrong, and I leave that door very much ajar. I think Bill is pissed. I think Bill is going but, through the but air. Why, but about stomp but about what? Like we just said, those comments weren't like a big deal. You, um, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've noticed Bill can take offense at virtually anything. Like the Patriots over the years going back two decades to Rodney Harrison and Willie McGinnis can take offense and and Fourier laughs about this he I forgot which one we were talking about the other day where Rodney took like offense I think it might have been Freddie Mitchell the whole Freddie Mitchell thing mm. and Rodney was like I mean uh, Fourier was like he didn't really say anything we're getting all hot and lathered over what he said boy this really is easy to get you guys fired like and I think Bill's the same way you never know what he's gonna take as a slight I mean remember when um, Another example, Tom Brady got pissed at Marty Schottenheimer because Schottenheimer, they beat the Patriots and the Chargers. And he said, you know, they have a lot of injuries over there. And Brady was like, why don't you worry about your team? Oh, Mm -hmm. God forbid he acknowledged you had injury. Like, they can find motivation in almost anything. But do they
1: need that? Like, so this is like the two and four mentality thing is kind of worn off. So now now they need something else to drive them. You've won seven in a row. Everybody's blowing you. But that team over there,
2: they disrespecting you. They said you can only win one way. You can only win if you run the ball 46 times and throw it three times. They don't think you can throw the ball on them. They certainly don't think Kendrick Bourne. They're mocking you, Kendrick. They don't think you can get big plays on them. Hey, Jonu, they think you're the biggest bust in free agency. They said you can't run past them down the seam. I think that's what they're doing right now. I think that is the message. And I wouldn't bet against the Patriots in terms of big plays. So I'll give you how many 20-yard completions you think they'll have
1: two you give me how many two give me the over oh over over under i think it would probably be more like three and a half i'm going under okay give me the over i think they're going to attack down the field they're going to make big plays i've never Uh, but you haven't seen any evidence that
2: they can do that trick plays oh i'll see the evidence on saturday night trick plays that's different trick plays i think it's all on the table it's all on the field i mean i'm really talking myself into this and the more i talk myself into this the more i kind of believe it um and the other thing we can factor in here, not that it is totally relevant. They've kicked the living crap out of the Colts for a decade now. Yeah, was it seven, eight in a row? Nine in a row in which they've scored more than 30 points. Eight wins. It's one of the losses they scored more than 30. And they're averaging just a half a tick under 40 points per game against the Colts. I mean, by the way, don't remove gate. Deflate gate is a part of the, the tail, the fabric of this. Josh McDaniel's part of the fabric of this Ballard and the rivalry being back on. There's a lot of layers to Patriots Colts. I think this is the latest layer and the goal for the Patriots is to throw the ball all over the field and kick the crap out of the Colts on Saturday night.
1: I just, I just don't think they have the horses to do that. We've talked about it. Like why all of a sudden they're built you're around disrespectful being... too. see you're being disrespectful. I'm being, I'm being um, honest with facts. What, what evidence have they shown this? We talked about for the last you know, whatever, it's been seven weeks on how great they are with running the ball. They found their identity, run the ball and play defense. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to say, well, we're not doing that this week because we we're mad at you. Like, that's not how Bill Belichick does things.
2: I don't know. I, I watched a Miami game where he ran the ball 21 times because he wanted to prove a
1: point. Well, that's, that's different. That, they already had something wrapped up. This is, they're still building towards things. They have rookie quarterback. Like, they're, they, yeah, had Tom, they had Tom Brady. Like, things were different then.
2: The beauty of him Is no matter what he does, it can be under the umbrella of doing what's in the best interest of the football team. Oh, long term, there's going to be a game where we're going to need to be able to throw the ball like this. So let's go show the world we can throw the ball like this. Let's plant the seed. Let's change. We don't want people in the box. Blah. Like he can always rationalize whatever he does with best interest of the football team because you can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't totally mean it may not be the opposite of Buffalo. May not be 46 passes and three runs but I think there will be a heavy dose of Mac Jones throwing the ball in this game, a heavy
1: dose. Well, when, that could also be because they have to number one, right. because the Colts are crowding the box and they absolutely have to throw. Cause they're not, cause I think they're a better defense than Buffalo was where they just couldn't figure things out until eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, but also like they're going to have to throw the, like they, that's just how to win. So there will be more throws down the field, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's So when you're saying they're going to throw the ball down the field, what, like, is that 30 times, 30 plus times? Oh, I think Mack will throw it 30 in this game. Yes. Okay. 30 times. Now
2: you're right. One of the factors that's also at play, you know, I referenced the Patriots scoring 39, I mean, 30 plus points in each of the last nine games against them. The Colts have scored 30 plus points in each of their last eight, except for one. mm -hmm. I mean, they basically 31 points per game. I know they average like 29 on the season, but. They they've been scoring thirty one or more points. Every yeah, what did season. Trent Brown say? They're playing like an undefeated team. Yeah, I don't know about that, and they're also playing some <laughs> crappy competition. Like I don't, they're not. Their best win, I guess, is Buffalo, where they dominated the Bills. And now we kind of wonder what exactly are the Bills. You yeah. know, I I I avoid that because I think, especially in the AFC, who's good? Like who has all these marquee wins? It depends
1: what week you you're talking.
2: Right, and like you look at the Dolphins was. You know, an understandable loss, let's say, on week one. Oh, that's a team you're compete. They're mm-hmm. a potential playoff team. Then it became a terrible loss for a while because the Dolphins look like crap. Yep. Now it's a decent loss again because the Dolphins are rolled. Like, that. to me, that's how half the league is. It's just all over okay. the map. Um, but I do think there's reason to, to doubt the Colts. Are they as good as, you know, people are making them out to be? There's and- also
1: reason to doubt the Patriots. What, who, who do you think there's more reason to doubt? in terms of being good or like, like there's more reason to me, I think to doubt the Patriots as a number one seed than to doubt the Colts being a playoff team. Um,
2: I think that's probably fair the way you posed that Yeah. on a general level. I think there's more reason to doubt the Colts, but if you say, are the Colts a seven seed? Yeah, they're probably a seven seed. Are the Patriots a one seed? They're probably not a one seed, even yes. if they may get the one seed um, because of, the way they've played and because of the way other teams have played and dealt with injuries and blah, blah, blah. But they're in a dogfight, obviously. They're tied now. They win yeah. all the tiebreakers, but they're tied. Um yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I don't think the divide is probably as large as you're painting it Like, oh, the Patriots are a one seed, the Colts. Yeah, are I'm seed. not saying that. No. They're probably a little bit similar. And I one of the players even um talked this week, I forgot who, or end of last week, like. You know, they're kind of like us. They didn't start the way they wanted, and now they're playing mm-hmm. better football. They started, what, 0-3, 0-4, 0-3? They started the year poorly. They, yes. they were a bad team to start the year. Uh, the um, other
1: thing, too, relating to the game and, and the passing stuff, the Colts are. Bill said, they're the best first-quarter team in the league. Now, if you trail after the first quarter, you're going to have to throw the ball. And I'll be right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then I'll that also good. brings into the sort of what we talked about last week, I think, that's something we want to see for Mac Jones being able to come back, being able to come from behind and face some adversity within a game because they didn't, I think it's the last five or six weeks, they've only trailed twice against right. the, the Panthers in the second quarter and the Browns after the one drive. So they've, they've been able to play the game on their terms, which helps a great
2: deal with the rookie quarterback. And that would be uh, – I don't know that Bill wants to get in that position – but I don't know that he would hate being in that position in my little theory to go double barrels to the world and say, mm-hmm. oh, anything, any other questions? The rookie just had to come back in the second quarter or the third quarter. He was down 10. Any other questions about what he can or can't do or blah, 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 limited this, limited that. Um, yeah, I, I and I agree with that. Like, I keep posing it like this because everybody tweaks the question Do you need to see Mac Jones do this? Do you need? No, I don't need to. I want to. I'd like to know he has that tool in his toolbox. He has that ability. And you know me, I've said it all year. Seeing is believing for me, Mm -hmm. whether it was the team in general. Oh, two and four, but we're better than our record. Okay, show me. Show me. Don't tell me you're better than your record or you could win this. Go out and win it. Show me. Seeing is believing. They've shown me. Seeing is believing. They're better than they were given credit for by a lot of people at that point. And I would say the same for Mac. Would I be stunned if he goes out there and down 13, nothing in the second quarter, slings it all over the field and takes the lead or no, I wouldn't be at all because I think he's a good rookie quarterback. I think he's throwing the ball well, making good decisions, like whatever, however you want to kind of describe it. I think he's been impressive, but I would like to see it just because I think you're going to have to at some point and I'd rather see it once or twice now. Then wait and say, "Oh yeah, January, whatever the day is, on the road or t- you know whatever situation against the Titans or the Chiefs." Mm-hmm. Well, cross your fingers. I think Mac can do it, but we'll find. Like,
1: well, here's Mac. the other thing I want to bring up to that point. It's not Mac. I think it also should be can the Patriots receivers, and that's right. I think needs to be stated because Mac doesn't have the greatest weapons, doesn't have a number one receiver to work with. So it's more of can Mac and the Patriots receivers do it? I think more than just putting it all on Mac, because I think that'd be unfair. And I'm going to make a bold statement here. Like that's a challenge
2: that you pretty much never really asked Tom Brady to do either. Like he doesn't have anybody of the Welker, Gronk. I mean, mean. Edelman, Gronk, Welker, like Brady usually had at least one of those guys. Remember for years we got into the Edelman's out, but Gronk's playing. Gronk's out, but Edelman's, who's more important? Oh, they won with him but they didn't win with him. So here, like that whole battle, the the basis of that battle was you always had one of them. Yep. Max best receiver is depending on your perspective, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Plus like yards, it's Kendrick Bourne. Right. Like, so I don't, but if, if this were Tom Brady, I think we'd be talking about that more. Tom is good enough. Mm. Tom, we know what Tom is, but we don't have the weapons, but because it's Mac and he doesn't have that resume and that history it's on Mac, even though you're right, it's a hundred percent or a large chunk of it is also on the weapons and the overall this is a
1: side. So do you think the Patriots have um, exceeded far exceeded Bill Belichick ex- expectations for this team? And like, he kind of knew that they were receiver short, but that would be coming maybe next off season. So like, um, this is I a- do th- yeah, it's hard to say, cause there's four games to
2: play. So they could settle in at expectations. Mm. I think, I think the internal belief was they could compete for a playoff spot, maybe even compete for the division. Do I think, I don't believe he thought they would be competing for the number one seed and the buy and the home field advantage. I don't think that, but that's where they are. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. Like the trade deadline's gone and you're, you know, you right. are what you are. Would you have invested differently or been more? Aggressive? I don't think
1: it would have changed things the deadline. Like they didn't have any money. Like you could have gone out and there was, there was no trades around the league. Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, you know.
0: But I think play. that
1: Bill had a, a, maybe let's call it a two or three year big picture plan to rebuild. And he knows like the, the offensive weapons and receiving core isn't great right now. And that was next on the list. He just couldn't do it all in one off season. So now it's sort of like, we're this good, but I know we're, you know, a top receiver short. I know that. So like, it's yeah. kind of like they're exceeding their expectations. Like, just that's just the way it is he could you could he spent whatever 100 and however much money they spent they couldn't spend any more like they did all they could right I
2: mean I think theoretically could you say could you be more aggressive in an Odell Beckham trade or or whatever probably but I your big point I do think they're probably truth serum to Bill Belichick ahead of his schedule or sort of what he had I think this year was about making the playoffs some Mm -hmm. way somehow that would be an accomplishment And I agree with him. Like, I think that was a very fair goal and accomplishment, whatever. But conditions on the ground have changed. You know, the the Chiefs stumbled the way they stumbled. The Titans have battled injuries. Whoever you thought you'd be competing with. And you're right there. Um, But that's, I mean, that gets back to my column. That's why I think what he's done is so impressive. So he rebuilt a team that I think we all agree was going to compete right on that borderline of playoffs. And now he's taken that team And in the landscape of the NFL has coached it up to the point where, yes, they're ahead of schedule. They're competing for
1: more than just playoffs. We haven't talked much about the other side of the ball, the Patriots defense against coach offense. How do you think they will approach that facet of the game and particularly uh, stopping Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I was going to say, I hate to be controversial,
2: but I think they'll try to stop Jonathan Taylor and make Carson Wentz beat him.
1: (laughs) Well, better throw that up on the bulletin board. They're talking trash. They don't believe in you, Carson. Um,
2: Now I do think this is an interesting um, follow-up, sort of to a couple weeks ago, where they, you know, game plan was to let the the Titans rush for 270. Um, Yes, yeah. If you take out those two runs, we were right there. I don't know if the game plan will be to allow Jonathan Taylor to rush for 270 uh, in this game, Uh, but certainly that is the centerpiece of their offense. I'm a Wentz. I looked it up. The five picks thing to me for Wentz is remarkable because I feel like every game I watch, he's hitting some defender in the hands or there's a tipped ball or like, I think he's a turnover machine waiting to happen, even though the numbers this year are better. Um, And then you get to their weapons. Uh, I found JC Jackson very entertaining. (laughs) Pittman, one of the best receivers,
1: Uh, is the best at what he do. Uh, Uh, If this was JC Jackson two or three years ago, he would have said, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I also think if that were J.C. Jackson
2: at his locker with just a, a few like a little huddle around him, you might have gotten a different answer. When you're up there on like podium, looking out, that's over a good
1: the- point because I I think J.C. Jackson's toned down his cockiness, and yep. I think that a lot of that has to do with being at a podium as opposed to two or three reporters, you know, in the in the corner of the locker. Right. So translation, he doesn't think Pittman's all that good. He,
2: he knows he's physical. He knows he's strong, but he doesn't really think he's that all that good. Um, And that's that's their guy. It's all about Taylor. If you keep Taylor in check, I think you'll be pretty comfortable. It also, if you can put that like the cliche, again, more football cliches that may be offensive, but if it's third and longer and you know Wentz has to throw, give me the Patriots defense, give me the Patriots secondary, give me the Patriots playmaking in that kind of a matchup. I think they will do well. Judon, everybody, you know, from pass rush to coverage, I think they'll have opportunities, just like. The Colts may have opportunities to pick off Mac, and I think the Patriots may have as many or more opportunities to get their turnovers.
1: If I were the Colts, I'd look at the Titans game versus the Patriots and figure out what the Titans offensive line did to the Patriots defense and try and replicate that. Because they had trouble stopping that all game. The Colts offensive line is pretty good. Yep. So you have the horses to do that. I think that's where this game could come down to, is can the Patriots make people say that that game against the Titans was a one-off that was not what they really are? And maybe if it's the opposite, then maybe the Pagers defense is not as good as we thought, especially against the run, and they can be exposed. Right. And, I mean, it's a it's a game where both teams are going to try to run the ball and be physical.
2: Whichever team – according to you, though. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, on paper, both teams, I think, are built to run the ball, be physical, blah, blah, blah. Both defenses want to stop the run, be physical, meet the challenge, blah, blah, blah. It might be one of those where there's secondary strengths or secondary um, – execution in terms of the passing game could decide it but there's also the great equalizer you got two teams that are really good in the turnover area takeaways but they're also pretty good at taking care of the ball like how does that battle or or game within the game
1: play itself out so um yeah okay yeah I'm ready for throwing uh dude we shouldn't mention Mac Jones's left bone even though he says it's fine uh <laughs> I'm moving my thumbs around, he looked like he could thumb wrestle to me with either hand if he wanted to. Is that a concern for you at all? Like even a two percent concern? No. Yeah, me, me neither. I'd
2: probably be more concerned about whatever the knee issue was he dealt earlier than in the year than thumb. Yeah, the left thumb, the glove. Like he totally shot it down. Um, now I do think it's it's interesting, and we should probably we can enlighten people that didn't know. Um, the revelation of his thumb injury on Tuesday was a little weird, not on the injury report. Then initially on an update about an hour later is on the injury report listed as limited. Then another update to the update listed him as full participation left thumb injury. He said it had nothing to do with something that happened in practice specifically. He said they, what do you say? They, they have to do it for protection. And... I mean theoretically they do I believe like if he went to the trainer during practice and said it's yeah, a, can you tape this up yeah. yeah this thumb's bothering me and maybe he even missed a snap there like not cuz he was hurt but because he was like getting taped yeah in a weird way yeah technically by the letter of the law I think they're supposed to list that and
1: I don't know if they always do things technically by the letter of the law uh, so I can probably say that they don't considering what was it I think uh, the last like three games, they've had like 30 players. This is as questionable. And all 30 have played. Right. So, which questionable, like supposed to be
2: kind of 50-50. So some of those shouldn't have played to balance right. out the numbers, blah, blah, right. blah. Um, but no, I don't have it. And he he downplayed it as much as he possibly could. He also downplayed the Colts comments we referenced earlier about, you know, beating him one-dimensional. Everybody has opinions. I don't know. One of his typical boring. He downplays answers. everything. Yeah. Now plays Christmas. One of his typical boring answers, and that I think some people are getting annoyed with. And like that's a that's a developing thing too. People are getting annoyed.
1: Well, he's annoying. Well, I think it's sort of the same thing with Bill. If they're winning, it's fine. But if they're losing, then it's you know because right now it's like right now the narrative, oh, Bill got him in a lab, build Saban, like he's built just for them, doesn't say anything, like just like a perfect patriot. Like he is
2: built for them. I don't know how much credit they necessarily deserve, how much is really him, that he's just a boring we've talked about it. I think he's a boring football dork. Like I I don't think it's that hard for him to fall in line with Sabian or Belichickian ways. Like mm-hmm. I think that's how he is. Like I don't think he cares a lot about a lot of other stuff. I don't I mean think it's he... kind of like the, the bye week stuff. What do you say before the bye? He had to like force himself to get away. Yes, he was gonna focus on getting away. So okay, you have to focus to get away. Like yeah. But the, the the not answering of questions is annoying. It just is. I mean, you can say we're being oversold. Oh, the media complaining again. That's fine. I mean, I don't really care if you feel that way, just like you don't care that I feel this way. But it is annoying. I'd almost like be a little bit more um, accepting if he just pulled a bill. I don't know. <laughs> like, right. Instead of, yeah, and then some as you like to say word salad that in no way ties back to the question like okay say you you know what i don't really want to answer that question jc jackson gave a next question yesterday i forgot what the question was but i think honestly because he didn't understand it maybe okay so mac just say you know what i'm not really comfortable answering that question any other questions like (laughs) I, i don't know i just the whole answer everything with yeah and then not say anything including you don't have a favorite movie you don't have a favorite song you don't have a friend you don't have this blah blah i'll say
1: this too but like brady never answered questions um yeah brady was a big word salad guy see but i'm trying to i
2: don't even though i was there yeah i really have no recollection of what brady sounded like in one and 02. versus i mean brady changed after deflate gate post deflate gate brady was a different person yeah different media shorter press conferences like whatever I don't really remember what he was when he was just the pudgy faced, you know, butthole chinned guy back in 2001. I don't I don't really remember what he how he answered questions back then. That'd be a good comparison to, to go back and look at some of those press conferences yeah. and see how he handled it as a, you know, Belichick molded young right. starting quarterback, how he dealt with all that. Uh, do you want to get your picks for the game? Sure, but we're not done yet. There's a couple of things I want to touch on. But yes. Um, well, let's get to him uh I think the Patriots uh win this game. Uh I think they're the better team. Well, oh, get to the other stuff. We say the picks for the end. Oh. Um well, this is a big picture. Issue.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Um like what do you think's going on with COVID and 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 the NFL and the Patriots and, you know, the for the all the players were asked about it mostly yesterday. Bill was asked about it and deferred to just we follow guidelines and yeah. protocols. But is it or isn't it protocol that Matthew Judon does this whole press conference with his mask on? Because that seemed I think that there
1: was a the, they changed the way that they've been doing things. Like even the players that came to the podium with masks, they took them off, but they had masks on when they were moving around. So no, well, I, I know, but that, that's changed.
2: To me, there's a heightened emphasis yes. at Gillette yes. Stadium, not just around the league. I think Bill has put a heightened emphasis on it to the point where Matthew Judon does his whole press conference, and David Andrews goes, "Do I have to wear this?" Like he he's not even sure. Like. I think they've elevated things, some of it maybe by the prodding of the NFL and memos, and some of it I think by Bill saying, Listen, we get a chance to have a really good season here. We've put ourselves in position.
1: Let's not F it up by having eight guys out with COVID. I'm not I mean, saying I, I'm I'm with you there. Like I think the, the Browns outbreak, whatever. I don't want to blame it all on the Browns, but I think some of it could have been helped if the Browns did things differently, if the Browns right. had some pro- internal protocols in place. And I think the Patriots are taking that step to make sure that they're not one of those teams. And it falls under one of Bill's tenants control what we can
2: control. We can wear a mask. We can't control whether we do like whether our kid gets it and maybe we go home and somehow get it through our kid. Yeah, who I don't think to- he's not
1: going as far as keeping players in a bubble, staying in a right. hotel, but, but con- control what you can control it's not that hard to wear a mask
2: it's not that hard to do whatever they may be doing and I think he's taking that approach because of the opportunities they have and and it's not even like do I think he cares about the health of his players and their families and all that yeah I do but I think more he's like I have to do what's in the best interest of the football team and try to keep you idiots on the field to play um you mentioned the Browns I did find it interesting the thing that stuck out to me Hi, Pop. Um, In this whole discussion of COVID and Omicron and boosters and where we're going, where we've been, blah, 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 that Kevin Stefanski has had COVID, vaccinated twice, had a booster, and has COVID again. (laughs) You think it's a false positive? No, I think it's proof that there's like... Everybody thinks the, the, the vaccine was a be-all, end-all, cure-all. It wasn't. That the booster's a be-all, end-all, cure-all. It isn't. And on some level, this is going to be an issue for a while, regardless of how you handle your personal decisions to some. You know, masks, I think there's still debate. Uh, I'm seeing firsthand just my, and I'm not saying this means anything on a grand scale, but my kids and their friends have been nothing but sick all, like, for the last month. And I'm not saying COVID, there's been this weird... I don't know if it's the flu or just season, but they're masked. Why why are these germs all bouncing around these kids? Maybe you can claim they're not wearing their masks enough at school. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't see what exactly, but I just, I think we're dealing with this. And I think this is, I also find it interesting that guys like Florio who've been um, woke jackasses in my opinion, along the way here, he and Schefter kind of leading the the fear mongering and this can't have a draft. There's people dying in the streets and all these things. Now he's like, well, they should just play. They should just play. They test positive asymptomatic. Just get them out there. Let them play ball. There's never been a a transmission on the field. Well, yeah, there was never a transmission on the field when you were acting like the world was ending around us. So I don't know why he's jumped ship. I don't know if that's motivated by anything within league circles or wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they were using him as a test balloon like put this out there see what the reaction is before the league does it so we don't yeah. want to take the hits as the shield
0: why don't well, you, Victoria, I think
1: it's kind of me. already started weren't there talks yesterday that the league and NFLPA are trying to get the um, return to play be one negative test yes instead of two so yeah. they're kind of like inferring like maybe we're gonna try to do that
2: and I think Florio getting ahead of that was a, was a test balloon to, mm-hmm. to just see what the would there be like CNN and Fox News live, or or are we moving that? Because there's been, even in regular life, I was reading a glow uh, a story in the Washington Post, I think, about this in everyday life, like two tests and this, and like how things, hmm. I think the story basically said, we're using a playbook from 2020 in 2021. The playbook needs to be updated for everybody, how yep. everybody deals with this. And I think the NFL is trying to do that now. Why do I think they're trying to do that? Is it a public health thing? No, do I? They want to make sure they have their last four
1: weeks of I was games. Say that's, and that's playoffs, and they're obviously not going to say that, but that's priority number one. Yeah. making sure no games get canceled. I
2: think their first priority is to finish the season, so I can eliminate what is it, eighteen teams? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I have fourteen teams I have to worry about. Now let's find a way to keep these teams rolling along. Let's get to a Super Bowl that may look different, feel different, be different. I mean, we already had Canada. Um, cutting down to half capacity.
1: Well, I was gonna say that's what the NFL doesn't want because that's obviously loss of revenue that they've already sold and all that. Well it's coming. California's
2: already gone back to a full indoor mask mandate as a state. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think SoFi Stadium is an indoor facility. I don't know exactly how I mean it's it's got Where a roof it's but it's as, yeah. yeah. Um but I mean I think we're trend California certainly airs on the side of caution, let's just say. And so they're between now and February there's certainly a possibility they don't allow you to be at full capacity for the Super Bowl. They don't like.
1: There's no way the NFL will let that happen. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just
2: saying, but I, I do think COVID is. I mean, we even there was talk of they may force the vac the uh, booster on some employees and coaches and different things. Oh, well, they are. That's a thing. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I think there's going to be some pushback on that. I also have the question. We know for a fact that players and coaches and staff, some of them um, really um, dragged their feet in terms of vaccination. Some of them got vaccinated in July, in August. So their second vaccination was whatever weeks later. So they're not even really eligible for the booster. What if you're not eligible? Do you get it? Do you not get it? Like, how are we handling that? Can you force a guy to get it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You said six months.
1: It hasn't been six months since I got my... And I think for the players, like I, if you look at, they, there's like, wouldn't it just make sense for them to wait till the end of the season? If there's any hesitation, like if you're a player, you're on the fence and you don't want to, you don't know what it's going to do to your body for a game on Sunday. Isn't it just make sense just to wait the extra two months? Yes, but I don't know how it's all going to play out with players, with coaches, assistant coaches. I
2: mean, we saw here um, Popovich. Yeah. He made his decision and he's no longer an assistant coach with the New England Patriots. Like,
1: an assistant coach with it, Franklin High School.
2: Now, if you do that moving forward, like, could coaches be leaving teams in December, in January?
1: Yeah, because yeah, I think the deadline was December 7th, I think. That. Yeah.
2: So, could we have coaches, like, could a team lose its offensive line coach two weeks the before playoffs. the
1: playoffs? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So, I think COVID, obviously, it's a part of our world, but I think it's a growing part of the NFL and football. Anything else on your list before we get to predictions? No. All right. Do you think? Uh, I do have to say, I'm going to have to watch Man in the Arena. I think um, Mutt played some clips for me last night from it uh, because I've joked all along. I don't really need to watch a documentary made by Tom Brady with Tom Brady telling me how great Tom Brady is. Right. When Um, I saw
1: it all at first hand.
2: Yeah. When I was there for all of it. But I think it's more interesting than I gave him credit for. And he may come off as more likable than I give him credit for, which Tory Champagne, formerly of NBC Sports Boston, who's a big part of the project,
1: and Gotham Chopra deserve credit for that. I think they're Uh, making – Well, he doesn't come across as, like, you see his his latest thing? I'm trying to pull it up right now. He's a new clothing line for NCAA athletes. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, the the Brady. I'm proud to partner with this lineup of NCAA and newly drafted athletes for the first – brady campaign these hardworking and driven players and body blah 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 blah. brady will launch on january uh, 12th we've taken 20 years of experience in pro sports and applied them that expertise to a system of clothing that performs across every activity from training to living so i don't know the answer to this is this is he no longer with under armor that's a good question i don't know either i I think he kind of is because he shout out uh Uh, Steph curry for being the under armor family but
2: he used to have like his under armor pajamas i think there was a t-shirt that he was like the best sports t-shirt ever made yep Yep. and now it's under the unless is under armor like a parent company of brady well is it maybe uh, like jordan and jordan and Nike? man of the arena
1: is presented by under armor
2: yeah so it's one incestuous world but that sounds like it's also um not to go into a different topic we don't need to go down
1: but is that like an NIL deal? Is I was gonna say it seems like it. Interesting. So he's in that uh, dabbling See, we, in that. He tagged a bunch of names. I'm assuming they're athletes, college athletes. So yes, I think he's in that world now too.
2: I won't lie to you. If I was a college athlete and Brady wanted to be
1: in bed with me,
2: <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're all Michigan people. I'm assuming they are. Right. No. Uh, you never know. Who knows? But Maybe some UCLA where his uh, niece went, and yeah, that's true. Different, different relations. Yeah, he's
1: getting into that game, which I think it, to your. Like that makes him unlikable to me, like just play football. Right. But the, the man in the arena, yes, I think cool. some of the clips we've heard, it's more of like a honest, like a normal guy talking. And part of what hooked me is the clip he played last night, with Brady taking some
2: blame for the West Welker incompletion against the Giants and basically saying, yeah, I was at least as responsible or more responsible than Wes. And Wes has taken a lot of crap from a lot of Patriots fans for a lot of years for that. So
1: yeah, I, I think I'm going to sign up. And uh... did you hear the um, Giselle West interaction from yeah. that, where yeah. Brady was like, "You said what?" Yes, yeah, I, I liked that though. I, I like right, and,
2: and the, I think they all did a good job of making nice on it. Whenever this was recorded, like mm. ten years later, I wish you had had some raw like Wes Welker that morning. Oh, yeah, that bitch said what? Like, I think right. it's easy over time now to kind of change the way you look at it but right. the way she when she said it the way she said it like you could take it no no other way than <laughs> direct shot at Wes Welker right who's supposedly like Brady's best friend right. and hardest yeah. worker so but no I it seems interesting I may have to upgrade my uh, my subscription your, your uh, ESPN plus subscription yep yep all right pick okay. the game pick the game oh okay I'll go first yeah you well you already made yours you like the Patriots I like the Patriots I like the Patriots to score 30 plus. I don't like the Colts to score 30 plus, but I do think the Colts will score. I am going to say 34 to 20 Patriots. Jeez. What do you Whoa. mean?
1: Whoa. You're talking about Homer.
2: I call him like I, I see think him. going to too many shows with Fitzy. I think Bill's pissed off. I think Bill is pissed off, has a point to prove. And a lot of times when Bill's pissed off, has a point to prove and may be the better team. That's a key part of this whole ingredients list. Mm. I think he may be the better team. Um I think you end
1: up 34-20. 28-24 Colts. Oh oh well I bet against Patriots what three straight weeks now but kind of the same reason. They're due for a loss. And I I think Mac is due to throw some interceptions. And I think this Colts team this defense is the defense to actually make it happen. We talked about it could be the Bills, but then you had Fifty mile an hour wins, He only threw the ball three times. Like I think that it's coming from Mac, and that could be the difference Saturday night.
2: Uh, it probably will be the difference if he throws a couple turn, you know, interceptions, couple turnovers there. Probably will be the difference. I will say injury wise, um, another like Damian Harris. I don't know exactly what his status is going to be. Um, Based on the,
1: the early looks in practice, I think he's going to be fine. Like he hasn't, he's done everything we've seen. I know he's been limited, but like sometimes. They don't do this stuff and we're out there. He's done everything, the drills, the running drills. Like, he seems okay. And I took it as
2: a good sign when he did our station interview last week before mm-hmm. the bye. Yep. That, like, I think if he was dealing with something more significant, they probably would have had a fill-in for him. Yep. Um, he seemed
1: upbeat. He didn't get into it, but he seemed upbeat. But it's, like, t- We talked about earlier in the week. That could be a case of where he comes back and then he has one long burst that he feel- feels it again. So just because he's back doesn't
2: mean it's gone. Or you don't really need to use them because you have Stevenson and you're throwing the ball 40 times with
1: yep, Mac Jones. According to you yep. and it all works out for the Patriots. Um, all right. So this is a, a big week for the Patriots. Um, sort of a another measuring stick, like because I think everyone looked at the Bills game and people didn't give it as much credit because of the conditions and the weather and all things that went into it. Now this is you're playing in a dome, you can't blame weather or anything like that. The Colts don't seem to have any major injuries. It seems like they have all their guys. So this, for the first time in a long time, this is a, a a big test for the Patriots where nothing is really, you know, affecting things one way or the other.
2: Yeah. If I'm the Colts, I would put Jonathan Taylor in a bubble wrap for the next two days to make sure he <laughs> yeah. gets the actual Saturday night. Um, But yes, this is, and dramatic, you know, you know, you go from the worst weather conditions or really bad weather to perfect indoor conditions. Um, one quote I wanted to throw out there that I'm not sure I agree with, but Josh is Josh. Josh McDaniels said the Patriots, de- uh, the Colts defense is the best defense they've played playing their best. Yep. So like in the actual window of time, like maybe not, they're the most talented. Maybe some of the other defenses they played are actually more talented, but in terms of how they are playing, he said, the Colts are the best they'll face. I don't necessarily agree with him, but so we will find out on Saturday night and both teams coming out of a bye, although the
1: Colts had a much longer buy. Yeah, 24 hours. They really, hopefully, did a lot with that extra 24 hours. And I'm sure people around Patriots Nation still complain to the league about you know not having the. Why would they schedule the biologic? Just we we lost two days. Well, that's
2: still waiting to hear what the league has to say about that. Like Zoe predicted, I (laughs) I haven't heard any. There been press releases or memos or anything.
1: I I, no statements been released. No nothing. Haven't heard anything from Brian McCarthy. No. Maybe that's (laughs) come before the game. Maybe before the animal. Maybe maybe that'll be like on the broadcast. The league will say. We want to make an announcement to the Patriots. We apologize. Last two right. days. All right. Okay. Uh, no podcast Sunday. You have radio on Sunday, so I believe this will be a Monday post uh, podcast.
2: Unless you want to do it at
1: like you know, one a.m. quietly, so I don't no. wake anybody up in my house. <laughs> no. So this will be a Monday podcast. So don't. So just a heads up. Don't be looking for iTunes stuff like that.
2: Yeah. And will be that. tweeting us. Oh, you guys going to do a podcast? You don't care about this game. We do. It'll be Monday, Get over. You know, but thank you for listening. We appreciate our listenership is growing, right? No, I
1: t- wanted to make a comment. I was going to tell you off air, but I'll say it on there. The uh, Giardi Perillo podcast from last week, most downloaded episode of the year.
2: And our uh, corporate uh, people are noticing how popular we are. We're getting good traffic via some of our uh, blogs and click throughs and <laughs> on there. So thank you for listening and, Tell a friend and keep the keep the 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 world of off day growing. We want to be a bigger and bigger. Someday, I want to have a Pat McAfee like video where I give out millions of dollars to all kinds of people.
1: Yes. All right. Uh, enjoy the game Saturday night, and we'll talk to you Monday. See you.
0: Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.